Hey everybody, I'm Gavin. And I'm Emily. And this is The The State State of of Our Our Union. back everybody um happy to be back with you this week we're gonna start with our good old family, family update. update nothing too crazy really happened this week but there was a new sign up on our daycare door and every time that happens oh. that means that there is a contagious or communicable a- disease, disease of some or kind illness or Something to be aware of that your kid could take home with them. Yeah, and this time it just happened to be head, head lice. Yay! So that's obviously not what you want. Um, we have been lucky enough so far to have not had the unfortunate case of bringing it home. But but it does mean that I talked with both girls. Rory's at a lower risk because mm-hmm. his hair's short. But I did talk with both girls um, about how they were going to have ponytails and buns and braids and hairspray this week yeah because i know that that makes it less likely for for the little bugs to come home with us and i'm not too worried i'm pretty sure that um the child has probably already gotten treatment and the daycare has already cleaned everything as best they can yeah so and we did a really thorough or at least i did you were you're out and about, but I did a really thorough um, combing through of their hair and a very thorough washing in the tub. Right. So hopefully everybody is clean and we can keep everybody clean. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, a big thing for us this weekend was the Packers-Vikings game. Ugh. It was a, just a crazy game a crazy to watch. Game. You know, as we always like watching the Packers, and you know that was one that we knew. Was, I thought we were going to get blown out. Honestly, I'm always hopeful, but I always know that when we play the Vikings, there is a strong chance that both teams are going to fight hard, and we might not come out on top. Like right. you know, I never like I'm never like oh we're just going to get completely shut down. Yeah. Um, because I, I am I'm like super hopeful all the time, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it would be as crazy as it was. Yeah, I mean, it was so. a good game, and you know, we had the lead for a, quite a while. And yeah. um, there's a very controversial call at the end of the game. Which, I will be mad about it all season. Yeah, I mean, it, it cost us the win, and we were fortunate enough to come away with a tie, mm-hmm. which you know, it's pretty rare. Which, well, and I do have some complaints about ties in the NFL. Yeah. Like, if you're, if we're going to start allowing ties instead of, like, multiple overtimes, why do we have overtime at all? Sure. Why isn't it, like, Premier League soccer? Where, where you, just, you just tie. Well, you just get to the end and you tie. Yeah, well, it's Good because job. the the ranking system for the playoffs isn't done the same way. Like, if we went to a points-based system like they do have in the Premier League... Maybe they would do that. So then you really shouldn't have ties at all. You should have multiple overtimes. Yeah. We should have gone into double overtime. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I don't quite understand why we do, why we allow one overtime, but then we're like, oh, okay, you tied. Yeah. Like, 
Because those 10 minutes really decided that the tie was legit. I guess. No, actually what decided that the tie was legit was another terrible kick. Yeah. (laughs) Missing the uprights. Yes. So. So, happy. Happy that we walked away with. Yeah, satisfied, Historical game, basically. Yeah, it was definitely um, one for the the history books. And I'm sure it'll be cited and talked about for many years to come in that rivalry. Oh, it's going to be cited the rest of the NFL season. Yeah. Because of calls that were made so i'm not bitter at all no not, not at even all a little bit not one bit <laughs> uh, yeah so that was <laughs> exciting but uh the one i mean the biggest excitement for this weekend was a little family get together at my parents place oh. um, september is a pretty heavy like birthday month for our family and i would say the great thing is that it used to not be yeah but those of us who have married in have made it kind of a birthday-heavy month. Yeah. So, so there yeah, were, yes. There were, what, three, four birthdays? Four. To, four birthdays to celebrate um, this weekend. Uh, and it was a good time. We got a bunch of the family together and had a cookout and just kind of hung out. Yeah. Most nice. of Sunday. It was really nice. And uh, had a lot of fun. We did. We did have a lot of fun. We, we decided it was... Um, Got late. Got late for us in getting home. Um, And that usually does. We we don't regret ever doing, like, family get-togethers. Right. That's always really fun. It's the, like, we should have left at 645, not 8. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we got home last night. We're very, very tired. I'm still super tired today. Yeah, and that's And if you can't hear it in my voice... We are battling colds in yeah, the house. Everybody's so it didn't a little really bit help sick. That. Rory has been up. Sorry. <laughs> <coughs> You're fine. Rory has been up all night or sporadically throughout the night for the last four or five nights. Yeah. Um, both he and Mariana are taking some medicine now and hopefully they're getting better, but everybody's just battling at yeah. this point and it's been kind of rough on everybody. So that made it a little bit tough, but the theme for this episode is things that we do that make life easier. Or at least things we do that we think makes life easier. Right. (laughs) So maybe they're things that you can incorporate or learn from in our mistaken happenstances. (laughs) Um, Or maybe you'll be like, wow, you guys are absolutely crazy. That sounds stupid. Right. Fine. Yeah. We're going to tell you guys a story here in just a minute about how we tried to make life a little bit easier for us this weekend, and... We're still deciding whether or not it did. Yeah, we'll let you guys chime in and tell us. All right, so one of the big things that we do as a family is, even though we own two vehicles... We generally try to only use one of them if we can help it. Yep. Um, the way our morning routine works is that once we're ready to head out the door, we all head out, we jump into one car, we drive to the daycare, drop yep. the kids off, swing by your work, drop yep. you off, and then I hit the road and get on back to or get to 
work, work in another me. town. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, that way, all the miles go onto my car, which gets the best gas mileage. Yep. Uh, we only have to fill one tank up generally, and usually there's no issues. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it makes things a lot easier. We kind of plan our schedule around. Okay. I know when I get off and what time you're done coaching or teaching yep. and I can just kind of swing back by and pick you up. Yep. If there are things that we know aren't going to fit into our schedule on those days, we will take two vehicles, but I would say that probably what, four out of five days a week we're a single car. Three to four. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, and depending on the season too, it becomes right. So, Yeah. And usually it, it works out really nicely because yeah, we are planners. Yep. We like to make sure that we know, okay, this is how the day is going to run. And this is kind of yep. our, our pretty specific yep. schedule. You're going to pick me up at this time. The kids are getting picked up at this time. We'll all go home at this time. And this, these are the things we're going to do. Right. So. Keeping it simple. Now, and, I, and I also have to chime in. I like it because as far as driving goes, like I... People are always like, oh, so you don't drive, like you can't drive or right. you, or you're a bad driver. Like, I think a lot of people assume that since I choose not to drive a lot, they're like, oh, so you're just a really bad driver and you like to stay off the road. I'm right. like, actually, I'm a pretty excellent driver, if I do say so myself. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just, if I can be the passenger and let other people take on the responsibility, yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> so... You so it works out for me personally. Yeah, especially in like bad weather, you are not mm, a fan no. of driving. I can do it. I don't want to though. So, right. which is a very foreign concept to a lot of people. Like you don't like to drive. I just I choose not to. Yeah, whereas so. for me like driving is like one of my favorite you activities. Love to do it, so, yeah. so it works I out really beautifully yeah. for us. Just made for each other in that right. way, I guess. However, there are definitely instances <laughs> Where things can go awry. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we, so, remember, this is an attempt to make life simpler, easier, right. better for all. But life loves to throw curveballs at you. Absolutely. And I would say that most of the time our problems arise when uh, we have a sick kid in yes. the middle of the day. Yep. Because... Naturally, what happens is that daycare is going to call me. I work right across the street from daycare. And if a child needs to be picked up because of fever or vomiting, whatever the situation is, they call me. I should be able to be there in like 30 minutes once I get a sub in and take the child home. Right. Problem arises if I don't have a vehicle, it becomes <laughs> like, okay, give me 30 minutes for a sub to get here, 15 minutes to walk home, get a vehicle, drive back, get the kid. Okay, so it's going to be about an hour. Right. Or, hi, office, can I get a sub? By the way, is anybody on their prep period right now <laughs> that could drive me home? So I think, I think we have, like, in the past, we've kind of foreseen, like, Oh, you know, so-and-so is like borderline. Should I probably just drive my car just to make sure that we have a vehicle around? And I think, I think actually last year we never had a situation where I had to like run home somehow and get a car and then go pick up a child. But it is definitely one of those things. It's like always in the back of our minds, like, Oh, what? Cause I did, I got a phone call today from a teacher and at first I didn't, 
um, see who is on the caller ID. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be one of the kids with a cold. Right. They've spiked a fever and I have to go get them. <laughs> I don't have a car. So it is always that like, oh no, this could get really complicated. Yeah. And I think obviously the sick kid is like one of the most frequent examples, you know, that, that one probably comes up the most. Or at least like for me, it's the most fearsome example. Sure. Because I just think it's such a big deal that if one of our children is sick, like I need to get there quickly, Yeah. get them comfortable, get them home so that we're not creating problems for other people. Right. But I think there are some other instances where oh yeah. you almost you you have to decide what's worth it and what's not. Yep. <laughs> you know, there are times where, you know, you for, you're the, the, the. there are times where you will forget something at home. And normally, you know, like you get dropped off. I drop you off at work, pro- what, like right. an hour before you actually have to be there? Or um, half an now, hour? Yeah, obviously nowadays it's more like about half an hour. So you would have plenty of time to I buzz could, home quick. I, yes, I could walk. I could, oh yeah. Or I could even walk it. <laughs> walk home really fast and then drive myself back. Right. But again, it would be like, well, now I'm on time rather than early. Yeah. So, but oftentimes if I discover I've forgotten something, I kind of just like sit at my desk for a second and I'm like, well, <laughs> we're going to do the day without it. Right. Cause I was eating school lunch today. And right. Instead of my pack lunch that is on the counter getting warm. Yeah. You know, or I, I mean, even recently there was a moment where I sat there. I was like, oh, I should text Gavin. Nothing because my phone is on the <laughs> headboard. So that's okay. Yeah. I'll just go the day without my phone. Yeah. No worries. I'll, you know, he'll figure it out. I'll when fi- he yeah. Text me and. And I don't respond back. for hours on end. Yeah. And I'm, and that's one of those things I've done commonly. I'm very, I'm very much a nineties child in that what if I don't have my cell phone, I don't worry about it because somewhere someone still has to have a cell phone or right. a landline. Yeah. Um, you have used, access. I, I drove to, uh, work at a dance studio in another town once and left my phone at the school, actually, and right. just once I got there, I was just like, I'm going to use the studio phone <laughs> to call my husband to let him know not to text me because... Don't have my phone. I don't have my phone. Don't Weird. want him to freak out. So, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think oftentimes when I forget things, I'm just sort of like, well, live without it. Deal. Yeah. So, but there are also situations that I can't help. Like, I rode with you. And then I said something like, oh, the weather is so beautiful today. Right. I'll just walk home yeah. after school yeah. because I know that you have X, Y, and Z to do, so don't worry about it. Yeah. And then it rains. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, do I hitch a ride with someone? Right. Do I just like say, yeah, a little rain, I'll just walk through it. Or am I like, guess I'm going to wait until like six o'clock until he comes <laughs> to get me. <laughs> yeah. It's better now that we're on a similar schedule. Yes. Whereas, you know, before back in the day when we were working opposite schedules, it was Ugh. such a nightmare trying yeah. to figure this out, but it's definitely a, a good thing now. Yes. Almost all the time. Yeah. Generally it works out really nicely. I would now agree. this weekend, <sighs> because we had this September birthday party, um, I was actually on my military obligation. I was at drill. And so I left early Saturday morning on my own yep. to drive to where my parents live. Yep. Um, and I just stay with them. Well, 
we didn't find out about this impromptu party until what, like midday Saturday? Yeah. The party was going to be on Sunday, and so we were trying to figure out, okay, do do you want to make your way over to the right, party? Right, just drive over with Sunday. All the kids? Well, then we have two cars over here, and then we have to drive back separately. Which is or... one of those, like, do we awkwardly convoy? Do, yeah. Does one person take all the kids and the other person just follows and gets a peaceful ride? Right. Or do we separate out the kids? Then, of course, there's always me, or I'm like, but if you're there, why do I have to drive? <laughs> yeah. And so there's always this debate on, well, do I just leave early and say, sorry, we can't make it. I got to right. get back to the, you know, to so we can all have fam, our family our can families, settle down yeah. and get ready for the week. And we kind of went back and forth for a minute. And my parents, being the amazing people that they are, were like, well, we could just drive there tonight and go and pick them up while you're doing your military stuff and then they can just be here when you get home tonight and then tomorrow you can just drive back in your one car we'll just take your car home for you and then we'll bring the van and you guys will be all set and and it worked worked but it was also one of those things where it was like are we seriously like I think it was in my mind. I was like, am I seriously so uptight about having one vehicle (laughs) that I just made people drive our vehicle back so we could all drive the other vehicle to the location? But yeah, I mean, it was not like it was my idea. It was totally my folks' idea. And that was so nice of them. Yeah, totally appreciated that. And uh, it was great, but it did. It got to be a later (gasps) night and... It was, you know, and then with everybody being sick. Everyone being sick and just restless in bed. Yeah, it got to be a little crazy. Yeah. So in the end, would it have maybe been better to just for me to come home and you guys to stay here and us all to just relax a little bit longer? I, maybe? Better, I was going to say, it, define, it depends how we define better. Like maybe wiser and more restful. Right. Probably um, as fun and... Uh, like warm and welcoming, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I think that we usually err on the side of family time and being with our extended, our families, extended families. And I definitely wouldn't trade that for yeah. a little more sleep. You know? I I don't know <laughs> if it could have guaranteed me eight hours instead of four last night. I might I might have. <laughs> That's fair. But but it was done. It's done, and we had fun. So. Yes. All right. All right, honeydew. It's time for a talk. This week we are going to be talking about, because this is our theme of making life easier, we're going to be talking about uh, what we do for our groceries, how our meal planning plays a role, and um, basically just our general philosophy on uh, scheduling meals. scheduling and buying groceries. Yeah. yeah. So the big thing is that we sit down usually, what is it, Sunday night? Either Saturday or Sunday. I've been trying to do it earlier more on Saturday than on Sunday, so it feels like we have time yeah. to think. Um, what we usually try to do is sit down together and say, okay, let's plan out what meals that we know we're going to be having as a family and 
set specific meals for each day. Yes, we do. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier to, uh, one, everybody knows what's coming. So right. there's no surprises. There's right. no like, oh, let's just go out for dinner tonight or whatever. Like, right. it's planned. It's planned. We know what's for supper. Even even when adorable little voices say, I want to go to a restaurant, <laughs> we're still like, nope. No. We're having this tonight. Yeah. Too already, bad. It's already planned. Um, another thing that pre-planning your meals does is it allows you to shop for groceries more effectively. Yes. Now, that's something we'll talk about here in a second, but... Um, it's definitely something that's going to save you time and headache in either in the grocery store or depending on how you get your groceries. And I would even say money. Yeah. Because oftentimes I think people have like the standards of, oh yeah, I just keep this in my kitchen. Right. And they're just constantly replacing that, which they think they're going to use, but then they might not use some of it. Yeah. Whereas... I wouldn't say, like, we're not using up everything on the shelf every week. No. But we definitely, the things that we need for that week, like, they get used. They're out. If we don't need them again, we're not going to purchase them again until they're needed. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, anyways. So, once we've sat down and we've said, okay, these are the meals that we want to have yep. each week, they go up on our menu board. Right. And the other thing I'll say with planning the meals at the beginning of the week for the entire week, it forces us to look at the schedule for the week. Right. And so it forces us on Saturday or Sunday to say, okay, anything this week that's out of the ordinary. So like this week I have to work at a cross country meet. And so I was able to look at it and go, okay, so this day we're going to do something different for a meal or, you know, at least, Hey, be aware. I'm not going to be here to throw the meal in. Right. And, you know, I'll be home. By 6.30 or whatever, you know, so, but it forces us to sit there and go, okay, these are all the things that are coming up, so be aware. Yeah. And that's all just because of meal planning. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. The meal plan helps us set our entire week. Exactly. Not just for meals, but for events and the whole shebang. So our menu board. Yes. It's a nifty thing. It is. It was my brilliant idea. It was. Didn't you steal it off I of Pinterest? I think I stole maybe? it off of Pinterest, but I, I made it definitely like hours. Yeah. And um, basically, it is a 10 photo frame, collage frame yeah. of varying sizes that um, I put like funky white papers mm-hmm. in the frames um, so that... I can write on the the plexiglass part with dry erase marker every week. Mm-hmm. And I can put things like daycare schedule, the meals, any extra activities that are popping up. And that way every week we just have it all laid out to where no one's, you know, shuffling through um, Google calendars going, ah, oh, what's happening today? Right. Or um, looking at like a wall calendar that's been written all over and oh my gosh, you know, which day am I on? What week am I on? Like you literally just have to know what day of the week it is. Is it Monday? Take a look at Monday's slots. And it works really, I think it works really nicely. I think so too. Um, I'll definitely take a picture of it and put it up on our Instagram if people are interested to see what it looks like. But I mean, it just, it hangs up on the wall. It's there for everybody to see. And it just, 
you know, it's an easier reminder because I think before we had it, I was constantly like, Hey, well, what's for supper tonight? What's what I would for, do is I would do dinner? a handwritten list right. on like a scratch sheet of paper and then I'd put it on the fridge Yeah. and you're always like, Hey, what's for dinner tonight? And I'd be like, Oh my gosh, just look at the <laughs> fridge. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't available for your eyes to see. Like it was, yeah. it blended in with all the artwork and it was usually in like pencil or weird pen and right. like it didn't look like anything. This is, it's always in the same spot. It's always large and in charge. You can't yeah, miss it. You cannot if, miss it. And I have gotten to the point where like, if you ask me sometimes like, so what are we having tonight? I'm like, did you look at the board? Right. It's on the board. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the, the menu board is, is awesome. And once, I think once the kids get a little bit older and they can read and you know write they'll enjoy it too yeah they'll have fun kind of i think we've even talked about eventually like everybody gets a day like you have to plan plan the meal for that day maybe make it yeah that was the thing eventually we did for a little while eventually yeah you'll get to plan before you actually have to make sure that's fair all right all right so getting back to the grocery list making. Absolutely. Um, when we plan our groceries, what we do is that we use uh, Walmart's grocery pickup. We do an online program. service. Yeah. Right. So we can go right onto their their website and pick out everything that we need and put an order. We say which store we want to pick it up at, what time, like which hour slot during the day, and on what day. You know, you could we could set it a week. In advance, if we wanted if to. If we were ever that ready. Right. <laughs> Which we never are. No. But um, that way, after work, since I work in town with a Walmart, but we don't live in a town with a Walmart, I can just, after work, swing by, pick it up, and then come right home. Yeah. Which Makes is it super easy. So convenient for really our whole family. Like, we do, we do do trips to the grocery store with everybody, especially yeah. if we need something that we weren't planning on. But that can become very time consuming. And in a, in a week to week schedule, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to just like, and the groceries are here. Yeah. And it's not that the kids don't help at all with them because we'll still carry them inside and they'll help us unload them. Right. And they'll help us. But it is a lot simpler to just say, hey, picked them up we're on their way home yeah because a grocery trip with kids in tow can that can be an all-day excursion oh yeah it definitely can feel like it for us especially because we have to drive you know half an hour or more to get to a grocery store that you know now we do find some value in taking the kids to the grocery store because they can learn a lot from it definitely but to do it every single week yeah, it, w- it would, would kill be, an entire day, yes. basically. Yeah, and we do not always have an entire day. Exactly. Um, so. so what we do is because we've planned out all of our meals for the entire week, we know exactly what groceries we need to buy to make those meals. Exactly. And when we make our grocery list, we don't plan to buy things that we don't need for those, for meals. those meals. Right. Right? So... Obviously, we've got breakfast foods, and we've got the the meat that we need for the week, but we're not out there buying granola bars or, right. you know, like it, extra it, snacks. I would say it definitely takes away... It definitely takes away the temptation to purchase those things that you, you know, those impulse buys. Like, yeah. oh, we haven't had Pop-Tarts in so long. I love Pop-Tarts. Right. Well, guess what, guys? We don't need Pop-Tarts because right. we have plenty of cereal <laughs> and there's oatmeal and there's toast. So we're not getting Pop-Tarts this week. Yeah. And it saves on that 
Like, I saw them. I really want them now. Do we get them? Do we not get them? Yeah, because that's what if grocery stores if, are meant to do right. is to get you to buy more If you stuff. don't even see it, you're not going to think about it. Yeah. And especially with little kids, you know, if oh they're walking through the aisle, they're going to be like, I want this. I want that. I want the other thing. Right. Well, and it's mm, amazing the things that no. they put at little kid height. High level. Yeah. <laughs> You know, where like all of a sudden they're carrying something. You're like, oh my gosh, where'd you find that? <laughs> well, it was only at their height. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So we know what we need and we order exactly what we need. Yes. It's very simple. It cuts out the impulse buying and it helps us stick to a budget. Oh, yes. Budgeting. Like we've mentioned before, we are very, we are on a strict budget. We know, you know, where every dollar that we make comes in and where it goes out yep um we're very particular about that (laughs) so when it comes to the groceries that is also very budgeted we've mentioned before we buy the off brands the cheapest versions of everything that we can find um we buy in bulk because it's often cheaper cheaper we bought we bought 10 pounds of hamburger like what (laughs) two weeks ago yeah and i think i still have six pounds of it in the freezer yeah and it's not like any of it went bad no, it's, it's just, still it's frozen wait, it's and just it's waiting for go. us to use. So this week, did I have to buy any hamburger, even though we're going to use a pound of it? Nope. 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 Saved it in the long run. It saved me money because we're going to be able to use ten pounds of hamburger over three, four weeks. Right. Yeah, it's Woo. great. And so the nice thing about doing the online shopping is it gives you the price comparisons, mm-hmm. not only for different brands, but it also gives it to you by the ounce or by the pound. or yep. So you can easily see, okay, if I buy, you know, 10 pounds of sugar, mm-hmm. it's only two cents an ounce. Right. Well, if I buy three pounds of sugar, which is probably what I really need, well, then it's like 15 cents an ounce. Right. Well, why don't I just buy the 10 pounds because I know I'm going to use it eventually. And right. if I keep it in the right containers, it's not going to get bad. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of planning, but it will make your life easier in the long run if I would you even say, are careful. Yeah, I would even say, like, count-wise. Like, yeah. I was putting in a grocery order um, earlier, and I almost got sucked in because I saw two um, deals for Kleenex. Yeah. And I almost went with one over the other being like, why do we have this one as favorited when this one's clearly cheaper? Yeah. And then I looked at the count, like per count, and I was like, oh, because this one is 120 count and this one's 210 count. Yeah. And even though this one seems, you know, slightly more expensive, I'm actually paying less per Kleenex per Kleenex yeah. for this one. So it it really takes and that's again something that when you're in the store, you don't take as much time to do. Right. Especially because you're with thinking kids. especially with kids because you're thinking I want to get in, I want to get what we're supposed to get and then I want to get out. Yeah. And especially with kids you're even thinking like I want to get in, get what we need to get and get out before I lose control of all these <laughs> things. So I I say I really like the online aspect because it does, especially for me, I'm a very visual person and um, I get overwhelmed easily in large grocery stores. Sure. Even small grocery stores because there's so many colors and there's so many things and there's so many brands, so many prices. And what am I trying to compare here? Right. So it really helps me where I can just calmly sit in my own space and, okay, this one is actually cheaper than this one, even though it seems more expensive at first glance. And we do, I would say we do end up saving so much. Yeah, definitely. So. I mean, uh, we, like, we 
do have a grocery budget and it depends on you know how many people are in your family what are the kinds of meals that you're making we try to think about meals that are both economical yeah economical healthy healthy and that everybody's going to enjoy eating yes we don't want to make something just because it's my favorite but nobody else likes it well i was gonna say we don't want to make something that is dirt cheap Oh. But it tastes like garbage. Oh, yeah. No. Right? You know, no. That's not what we're interested in. No. We want it to be all of those things. And that can be kind of tough when you are on a budget. But um, if you can do your best to stick to it, then it, it will. It'll save you money in the long run. And what we usually try and do is, yes, okay, so this X is our number to spend per week. Yep. We're really shooting probably as, you know, as, as much as we, we can, can save and not go below it. That, yeah. Yeah. Then that's all the better. We can use that money for something else. Yep. Or um, we can save it up at the end of the year and buy Christmas gifts or. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that just opens you up for the possibilities. Right. So um, that's what we do. I think it, it, it makes, it definitely makes our life easier. Yes. The way we grocery shop and the right. way we meal plan. Yeah. Um, I think. I think in so many ways it is simpler too because every night I don't have to come home and go, okay, what are what we going to have? Right. Um, like and anybody. You don't have to think, what do I have in my cupboards? What do I have in the cupboards that, that I can make, make it into? Yeah. Um, like seriously, anybody at work any day could say, what are you having tonight? And I can just rattle it off. Right. And not only that, but I would say, I, let's take it one step further. When we meal plan, we also have certain days where they're very set. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we. We, everybody in our family likes breakfast for dinner. Yeah. So we have a rotation. Every um, Wednesday. Every Wednesday is, is breakfast for dinner. Brinner. Yeah. And it just rotates. Are we having pancakes waffles, or waffles? Pancakes, Are we having sausage, bacon, or smokies? The one thing that we've kept as a, as a con- constant is that we always have scrambled eggs because right. it's a good source of protein. I always add some cheese. Um, so that's a good dairy and eggs are and, fairly cheap and they're pretty cheap and full of, of nutritional value. Right. Um, and the kids love them. Yeah. So every Sunday we flip flop between homemade pizza and, and baked, nachos. baked nachos, both cheap, easy, good meals to sit in front of the TV and watch, you know, a movie, a movie which is our typical uh, Sunday night. Right. Saturdays we just started this and, um, I'm really excited for it, but Saturday noons have become grilled cheese, um, which sounds very like, oh, just grilled cheese every Saturday. Great. <laughs> Except we're going to get into we're like, OK, well, this week we're going to make pizza grilled cheese. Right. Or we're going to have brunch grilled cheese. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to do some different things there where we can still keep it very economical, but have this staple where, OK, what's the theme for the grilled cheese this right. week? How can we make this work? Yeah. A lot of Mondays we try and do Mexican dishes, bounce between tacos or enchiladas or fajitas. Um, Yeah, so it's... We kind of give ourselves a theme so that the meal planning isn't so like, okay, what do you want on Monday? Right, but the options are also varied so that it's not like, well, we're having tacos for the sixth week in a row. Right. You know, we have... We We don't always have Taco Tuesday. Yeah. (laughs) So definitely, um, if you can do some of these things it will help to make your life easier i think it's definitely made our lives easier so much um and and you won't have to be dealing with me asking you all the time hey what's for supper tonight because i can just go check it out you just go look at the board or and i can just come back with the answer go look at the board right (laughs) 
Welcome back to Mama's Kitchen, everybody. We have a new recipe for you. Um, this one has been a staple in my family for a long time. And actually, I don't know if it was my mom or my dad who brought it to the family's attention. But at this point, it doesn't even matter because... It's so loved. Everybody loves it. Everybody wants it. I actually had a guy that I grew up with who I haven't talked to in years, send me a message today on Facebook like, hey, can you send me the recipe for muffins in a minute? Sure. Like, why not? Why not? So this is muffins in a minute. Um, it's a great breakfast food. Um, you're going to see some of these things starting to creep into the mainstream. You can find them at Walmart. But this is the classic, original, best. And can I just say... That those things that started creeping into the mainstream totally copied from me. Yeah. Absolutely 100% copied from me. It's a wiretap here. Because this is a recipe that after I would make it, especially student teaching, I would put some of it into a mug. Right. Put plastic wrap over the mug for the next day at school and it would be my lunch. And I would have a muffin in a mug. Ever heard of that? Like cupcake in a mug, cake in a mug, muffin in a mug, Duncan Hines. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Duncan Hines. Uh, yeah, somebody. Anyways, this is the original recipe from my family for muffins in a minute. Um, this so is good. so good. This is a huge recipe. So just know that this, what we're going to tell you will make... Somewhat we we're we estimated yeah at like twenty five to thirty servings, but it's probably more than that. Yeah, and like when we make it, it's really hard for us to know because I don't think we ever eat just one serving. I right. think we eat two or three servings at a time, yeah. which is kind of ridiculous. But yeah, and we love it so too, much. Once it's all put together, and you you eat, the way you make it is you just scoop some out, you put it in a bowl, and you microwave it for a minute or so. It puffs up so much. It's so deceptive. It is. So if you're making this for the first time, your first bowl should be small. Less is more. Less is more. Yeah. Because the longer you cook it, the, the bigger it, it gets. Yep. All right. So to get into the actual recipe for you guys here, um, the first thing you're going to need is a box of bran flakes. We usually go with the 15, 15.6 ounce yeah. uh, box. Uh, I, 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 say, I I have gone for the 18 ounce before because sometimes it's cheaper yeah. to get. And it, it doesn't throw things off too terribly much. Right. Um, it's a, The recipe calls for about eight cups of bran flakes. Yeah. So um, we just throw in the whole box, but it's about eight cups. You're going to need to beat four eggs um, and use a whole quart of buttermilk and one cup of vegetable oil. What else do you need? So <laughs> you also are going to need two teaspoons of salt two teaspoons of baking soda, five cups of flour, and here's the real kicker, three cups of sugar. Those last two sound excessive, but when you put it all together, it really isn't. It really thickens it up, Mm -hmm. and you have to realize that what you're making is a huge batch that is going to last you for, I believe it it can last up to six weeks when refrigerated. Yep. but you have to realize, like, in our house, it it's It'll lucky. It'll by then. I was going to say, we're lucky if it makes it to two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so how you want to put this together is I always start, 
Um, in this recipe, I always start with our wet ingredients, actually. So I take those um, four beaten eggs, the quart of buttermilk, which I just want to reminder, shake that buttermilk before you dump it in. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have some weird separation. Yeah. Um, and the vegetable oil. I mix that all together. It's really hard to get that oil really well mixed in with the buttermilk, so you just have to mix that in as best that it will. Right. Um, from there, I combine all of the dry ingredients, and I combine um, that with the wet uh, kind of little by little. And now I, I still use a whisk to do all this, so all of this is just like... Right arm muscle and when you say the dry ingredients you say everything except the bran flakes right? every yes yeah, sorry thank you for clarifying everything except the bran flakes so i combine salt baking soda the sugar and the flour into one um if i don't combine them all together i at least do the salt the baking soda and the sugar together mm-hmm. and then i'll do the flour separately but really it doesn't matter right um i just make sure that as i'm mixing like i really use that whisk to make sure that i don't have clumps of sugar or clumps of flour in there right. um so if if you feel like maybe you don't have the arm power, go ahead and use egg beaters. Yeah. That's fine. The electric egg beaters. Um, I won't shame you for that. Yeah. And hopefully you're using like the biggest bowl that you own. Yes. Huge bowl. <laughs> huge bowl. Because it is. It's a lot of, I mean, just, you know, five cups flour and three cups sugar. Like that's a like that lot alone of stuff is plenty in itself. And then when you start to throw in the rest of this stuff, it does. It It's massive it gets big, quick. and it's heavy. It's thick. Yes. Yep. So the last step in the process, once you've combined your dry and your wet ingredients, is to put in this box of bran flakes. And right. this is where, for me, you're definitely want to you're definitely going to want to put away the egg beaters, the electric right. mixer, yeah. and take. I use um, sort of a flat wooden spatula to do it because a rubber or a silicone spatula is going to bend under yeah. the weight of everything. So I use the wood spatula. Um, and I pour in probably like a quarter of the box of bran flakes and I mix that in and it's very much a fold Mm -hmm. because you are, it's so thick. You're not going to be able to stir. So you, you know, from the bottom fold it up and over, shake in, you know, another quarter bag or so, and it's going to get thicker and harder to stir. And you're going to hear a lot of crunching of the bran flakes. And that is totally okay. okay. I I wouldn't recommend like crunching them all up before. Do not. You don't want to powder. Right. It's good to have the full, some full flakes in there, but if some natural crunch of, yep, not a big deal. Exactly. Um, once you feel like everything has been pretty well mixed together, you're still going to see the bran flakes. You're going to see them all throughout. Once you have them all mixed together, cover it up. Stick it in the fridge. You're going to need yep. a good spot in the fridge. Yeah, nice, a large big spot. Space. Um, and leave it overnight so that it can really cool and all those bran flakes can soak up all the, the goodness of that batter you've put together. Right. Because um, I've noticed the first couple of times you eat it, if you eat it too early, the flakes aren't like soggy enough when you put right. it in the microwave. And it creates a weird texture in the muffin itself. It's almost like you have a crunchy spot where it's really just all supposed to be smooth muffin. Right. Yeah. Um, So, like we said before, this batch or this batter will last up to probably up to six weeks. Um, When you have three cups of sugar in something, it it really should last last a while. while. Yeah, exactly. Um, Like I said, low ball serves 25 to 30, um, but you can also take a greased muffin pan and put a dollop of your 
um, your mix your mix into each muffin tray and it makes great brand muffins right. too it does um so you can eat it that way or the way that i grew we up like doing to do it, it. Yeah. yeah um i would just take a couple of spoonfuls out uh put it into a microwave safe bowl and um toss it in the microwave when i was growing up our microwave it only took a minute yeah. Now, on our current microwave, it's like, what, a minute 15? For, I would say for you, it's a minute 15. I like mine to be a little drier, and I don't like to mix mine in the middle. So right. for me, it's more like a minute 45 to two minutes. Yeah. Um, there are different ways that you can treat these. Um, when I was growing up, what I would do is I would put uh, on my uncooked muffins, I would sprinkle cinnamon sugar on. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. And uh, put up on like a dollop of butter. Butter. Yep, oh, Right yes. on there too. And let that all cook at the same time. Um, when it cooks in the microwave, it does it. It's like a muffin. It, it puffs up. It creates a more of like a bread-like texture. Mm-hmm. And so it is very thick. It'll stick to, with you for a good portion of the oh, day. Yeah. Um, just great. Yep. Um, when I was student teaching, I would add um, sometimes cr- dried cranberries. Yeah. So it had a little fruitiness to it. Or if I was feeling super sweet that day, I would throw in some dark chocolate chips, which I know is Ooh. not your thing. Uh, it's, but for okay. me, it was it was exactly what I needed some days to just give me that little sugar pick-me-up yeah. in my meal. And I don't know if I would put those in the big batch or no, if I would just do it I would just do it individually. Yeah. But just realize then that if you, if you throw in some of those things you're gonna have to kind of stir again to get all that stuff mixed in with your batter yeah um depending on your microwave efficiency uh it may not be totally cooked in the middle yep if you don't reheat it just give it a stir and let it kind of internally bake to with itself that's what you like to do yeah yeah if it's a little wet if it's a little wet then it'll, it'll cook up i like mine a little bit more on the raw side and so I prefer I mine mind, fully cooked. Yeah, I don't mind if it's a little wet, but um, yeah. you know, if you're looking for that muffin texture, um, you know, cook it maybe a touch, touch, touch longer, longer than a minute. Yep. Or give it that stir afterward and let it kind of cook yep. itself up, and it'll it'll yeah. be just fine. Um, when it's all kind of said and done, it's a very very cheap breakfast. It's super cheap. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Because it's such a big batch and you use, and, and it has so many servings out of it, depending on what else you, mm-hmm. you, you know, you choose and to really eat And really it's made of ingredients that are not overly expensive to begin with. Right. I mean, you've got salt, sugar, flour, all things that are dirt cheap. Right. Pennies per ounce. Yeah. We factored this down to approximately 18 cents a serving. Which is just like, I just like, I'm so proud of us. Like, we eat something that's 18 cents per serving. Right. I mean, you can't even go to a gas station and get a donut that cheap. No, no but, way. And this is way heartier than I would a donut, than cere- a bowl of cereal even. Oh, I mean, yeah. This is, a, this is something that you can, yep. you know, toss into a, a coffee mug, take it with you, throw it in the microwave at work, and have a hearty breakfast every single day yep. for six weeks i'll be honest when when this next baby is born i'm kind of planning on making a batch just for myself yeah and putting in some like flaxseed and other mm. things that are, are supposed to help with milk production yeah um and it'll just be my batch because it's just it's so comforting and it's such a great hearty way to start the day and it'll help with all that that like i'm sorry i'll have to make two batches one That's for you and one for me but <laughs> like i think it can also be turned into this really um, enriching meal as well. Yeah, definitely. 
All right. So that is Muffins in a Minute. Uh, I need to still do this for the last week's one. But <gasps> we will get this uh, this recipe written out a little bit cleaner for you guys and put it up on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash golden apple um, if you'd like to check it out. Um, I don't know if we'll get as fancy as making our own little like video of us making it. Totally could. I actually put all of these ingredients into our groceries for this. Yes. So so hoping you're gonna do that. You inspired me. Good. So that is muffins in a minute. This has been Mama's Kitchen, and hopefully you give this one a try because it is fantastic. Thanks for listening. Please support the show by rating this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, and by joining our Facebook page at facebook.com slash goldenapple. Be a part of the show by sending us an email at the.goldenapple at gmail.com. That's the state of our union. What's the state of yours?